Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Hi there, I'm Baco, and today I'm going to show you how to write a Beyonce song. To start with, let's go over a couple things you won't need, which is any level of musical acumen, such as the ability to sing or the ability to play an instrument. When talking about her songwriting approach, Beyonce likes to say that she's always writing beats. Now, the more cynical of you may ask, how is coming up with different ways to count to four writing a song? To that, I gotta say, hate is gonna hate. So let's get started with the beat. Yeah. Let me slow it down a little bit. Alright, next we need a song title. Something, something that empowers women while at the same time minimizing any contribution a man might make to a relationship as not enough. Something like... If he wants your vagina, then he's got to dine you. Let's go with that. Now, when writing lyrics, we're going to use the BRS or the Beyonce rhyming system. See, Beyonce discovered that any word rhymes with itself. For example, put a ring on it, put a ring on it, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left. It's a crazy in love, it's a crazy in love crazy in love. So as you see, by repeating the same thing over and over again, you really speed up the lyric writing process. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast featuring your hosts, Elsie Fox and Baco, getting you through these touchy times.
Leftovers and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I'm joined with the hardest working man in podcasting, Baco. How are you, sir? I'm well. Uh, I, I don't know about the hardest. Uh, uh, I think Josh Toomey might get a little butthurt at, at the idea that uh, someone works harder than him, but... Oh, calm down. Just take the compliment, man. You, Thank you, you very much. It. Yes, I've had a yeah. I've had a busy podcasting weekend. I, I wrapped up Suns Out, Mike's Out season two yesterday. Um, so that that'll be out in a few weeks. Uh, there, and by the time you yeah, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be out in a, about a week from this episode. That's um, right. But yeah, and then I woke up this morning and uh, poured myself a cup of coffee and said, "Where the hell's LC?" Mm-hmm. That's right. Let's do another episode. Just never stops. The content creator. This guy, I gotta tell you, if you had a video, he's looking healthier. This guy's got his sleeves are off. <laughs> he's he's showing off the guns. Yeah. He's he's got some color in his face. This is not winter Baco. This is Suns Out, Mike's Out, Man of the People Baco. I gotta tell you, I'm 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 impressed, man. It's it's like this this uh you look like you got the fire of rock and roll flowing through your soul, brother. <laughs> that's uh that's quite a picture you're painting there. Yeah, I'm actually I know, I'm, I'm wearing I'm, the clothes from yesterday. Uh, I'm like, after that description, I'm the hardest man in in uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, what you know what I'm saying? Yeah, look at that. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, the the uh, the sun's out, Mike's out has been uh, good. Good for the uh, good for the, the 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 exterior, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, sure. The moves are turning into pecs. Yeah, uh, just slowly See? making the transition there. So. You got to be on stage, entertaining the shawls <laughs> and the uh, and the Vogels of the world. You got to be looking your best. Yeah, yeah. For our last episode, we actually have a little bit of an audience. So, um, mm, oh, good. That might be a little overhyped saying that, but uh, I'm I'm gonna go with it, man. Yeah, it's sun, whiskey, vodka. <laughs> The, oh, yeah. the the blue the the mountains are blue. That's the secrets. Yeah, and Gene is a little butthurt over that cheap shot you took at his uh, ocean Oh, whiskey. calm yeah. down, calm down. It's not he, like like he's the guy that actually made it. Yeah, at well, sea, he's angry. Something he was quite proud of owning, and uh, you just called it a piece of shit. So I did not. I just <laughs> I just gave. I said it didn't have the same travel itinerary. There's mm. two different things. There's ball busting, and there and there's there's of cheap course. shots. Listen, of course, we, we make fun of we make fun of what we love, unless it's certain podcasts. Uh, I might be overstating Gene's anger. Um, I think you are. I've never seen him really that angry. <laughs> but uh, uh, well, to get him talking about uh, Eddie Trunk or LaFonzi. Uh, you can get okay. uh, you can get some fire out of that guy. Nice. Uh, hey, I, I wanted to. I had an idea to kind of run by. Oh, real quick, did you happen to see the the sitcom idea that I'm pitching? Because uh, it involves you. Um, oh, it, I was confused about it. I just saw the graphic. So tell me more about it. Tommy Lee, LC, and me. And we all live in a house with no stairs. It doesn't suck. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's I all like I got it. for a, a pitch that's right all now. so far? So, okay, uh, so all of us... Meeting meet with uh, Netflix and uh, Amazon on Tuesday. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I saw I saw the first draft of the script. It's just a, a page with one word on it. It just says, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's Tommy's line. I, you don't okay. put too many words on one page for him. Otherwise, he has a hard time keeping up. And she's big as hell. It's just cue card. Yeah, I don't know. My my prediction is if he if if we get this thing rolling, um, if Tommy plays himself, uh, then I think we're going to get a lot of line, you know. So it just uh, basically how the Foo Fighters made their movie. They just uh, I, I've actually just got some notes from the producers. We're actually just going to call it "Who's Your Boy." Okay, who's your fucking boy? Who's your boy? Who's your fucking boy? Who's your fucking boy? Sorry, yes, that's right. 
Uh, right. but, but hey, I had another uh, product idea, kind of related a little bit uh, to your work. So the the company you work for, um, they have those uh, those those uh, standing desks, yes, where they they rise up and down. They do. With a touch of the button, they can adjust to your perfect ergonomic position. So what I was thinking about here is a lot of podcasters, because I, I have a standing desk, but it's just a desk I built. Uh, mm. You know, I, and it's I, it, I've always preferred kind of a standing desk. It's just a little more comfortable, probably. I don't know why. Whatever. It's just just been my preference. But a lot of podcasters, nails. you know, well, yeah, <laughs> no, this is a this is a properly uh, fashioned piece of it's not uh, it's not going to win any uh, beauty awards, but it is it is very well constructed. Okay, sorry. All right, um, but yeah, it, well, you know, it's been around for twenty five years now. I've had it ever, mm. ever since I got the internet. Wow, so that's how old this sucker is. Real innovator. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but I think it's a great podcast desk because a lot of podcasters, you know, you kind of get fired up and you move around a little bit too. But a lot of times too, you get into these marathon shows. Like if you're on Friday Night Live with Decibel Geek, you know, you're having a few beers, which means you're going to have to re- you relieve yourself at some point. So I oh, yes. came up with a, a concept here that would go great because you know if you look at these desks like the ones your company offers, there's all these features you can add on to them, like you know, kind of a monitor holder. You can get multiple monitor holders. You can sure. have a spot for your PC tower to be tucked away, that kind of stuff. I'm thinking we uh, put a urinal on these things, and we call it the potty caster. So I, lo- it, it, I like it, it. It's actually just kind of fashioned right to the front, right at dick height. And because the 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 um, the, the nice desks, they're adjustable, you can mm-hmm. set it to the perfect height based on your own personal height. You know what I mean? Your as far personal, as your junk, yeah, where your junk is. Here's the other thing too: is that I've reached out to a couple uh, um, engineers, and we're going to get some 3D model printing of this. But I, I, we're working on a concept to where it actually silences the sound of the piss hitting the oh, side like of that. it, so, so like nobody can hear it. You know what I mean? And you just kind of keep the conversation. I'm maybe I'm doing it right now. You know what I mean? It's just like you know nobody would know. So I think that's I think that's great. If, if you had, I mean, they have all this noise canceling for headphones. Why not having it for for your for your little piss? Yes, and, and noise and canceling uh, personal uh, uh, urinal. Yes, called the potty caster. Listen, I think that copyright uh, Baco. First, I think it's excellent, uh, and uh, but the only problem is you would have to podcasters would have to stand. Well, all right, I think some do. Yeah. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like okay. I said, saying. You, you get up, you get animated, you want to move around. Yeah, like, sure. Oh, Elsie, what a stupid thing to say. That's I'm right. I'm so smart. You're Ooh. dumb. You know, it's like Ooh, that. That's right. You're, you're stretching. <laughs> you're that. Oh, my gosh. But uh, yeah, the potty caster then. Uh, I like it. I'll, I'll talk to uh, I'll talk to you, the owners of your company then and see if I can't get this thing uh, on all the desks. Uh, at least an option. I- you know what I mean? I think it would be good just from all the, the Zoom calls that you and I have and just for production time for Bro Dragon for us to just keep on plugging through those 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 workshops yeah, that we do of, and not interrupt. breaks in those. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I'm, so, I'm with you, yeah. I, I think that's a great idea. Um, I will definitely suggest it to uh, uh, my day job, you know, the owners. So thank you. Give me a jar of that lightning strike. I like my love like a barroom. Tail of the tiger, you can't change the stripes.
double the trouble I just have the price on Now that I've solved the crisis of how podcasters pee, I got another quick little thing. Um, Stranger Things season four dropped, and they have the new character Eddie Munson, uh, sure, the metalhead D and D nerd. Um, and apparently, uh, the the young gals find him quite fetching in that character mode so much that hmm. uh, it's kind of a trending thing on TikTok. Uh, so apparently. Really? Uh, you should uh, go to your Tinder profile or your Tic Tac page and, and, and add hashtag metal dude if you want to attract some squish. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That definitely I was thought... not the case back then. Uh, Metallica fan was not exactly uh, uh, something that the girls considered eye candy uh, growing up. I got to tell you, whoever is in charge of... Now, I have not finished Stranger Things 4, but uh, after the first episode... It was a real push for me to watch more, but now I now I'm about halfway through, and I got to tell you, whoever's in charge of the wig department there, fucking needs to be never getting employed before. Between the guy that's the pizza delivery guy Ugh. that looks like he's from Suicidal Tendencies, and Eddie Munson's wig is not convincing either. I think his yeah. is better. I, I think I think he pulls off the look, but you're yeah? spot okay. on about that pizza. Also, it's just like they figured, what's the one '80s cliche we haven't used yet? Oh, yeah. pothead. Uh, right, that the, very the, annoying. The fucking Jar Jar Binks of Stranger Things is is that that dude. guy is oh, yes, he God. is the Jar Jar Binks. And and can you now? Hopefully, this isn't a spoiler. Does he die? I hope, or does he survive the season? I I think he lives. Um, <laughs> See, that's how inconsequential he is. Is he don't know if he's dead or alive? Yeah, I, I don't really. Yeah, he. I, I I there was a couple times where I was convinced he was going to die, and he was yeah. going to be like that. Um, Oh, kind of like a robot in Star Wars that it, it is a little kind of tough to take early on, but then he like becomes the 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 martyr that mm. saves the the heroes. But I don't recall that. No, he, uh, yeah, he he sucks, man. Um, Terrible uh, you know, Stranger Things in general. I, I'll just uh, the first first year I thought was spot on, perfect, and it's been okay since. Um, it does seem like it's one of those things that's like you're probably taking this further than you needed to. Because of yeah. its popularity, um, uh, I uh, I am with uh, our, our friend Randy Brown, one hundred percent, saying Umbrella Academy is far better, um, uh, and each season seems to kind of get things going a little bit better um, than I, I I would. I don't know why I compare it to Netflix or Stranger Things, but I I do think it's a better show. I gotcha. Yeah, I've only watched the season, first season of that, but I go Stranger Things. I go season one was great. Season three got it back on track. Season four, I'm I'm not done with it yet, so I can't get my final verdict. But yeah. you know, and, and but but I will uh, say because uh, I've heard it on a couple different shows. So hey, why not repeat the same stuff? But the the what are your thoughts on? Um, I guess Master of Puppets going back on the charts or New Kids 
realize that you know young kids I just just the news the coverage is yeah, that, that bothers me everything else is fine um I, I we we're we're fucking major hypocrites if we're gonna say the only music we've ever got into we've got into fresh there's a million oh. different ways to discover something and whatever gets you into sure. Enjoying something, I'm all for it. When the media acts like, oh my god, check it out, Metallica, 610 percent more streams. It's like that's the, the 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 stuff that I think gets a little grindy with me. Uh, I've heard more about Kate Bush since season four dropped than I've heard in my entire life. Uh, so, yeah. I, and and I good for her that she kept her publishing. I don't care. I don't get any of right. it. Yeah, right. I, it's just, I don't know. It, just, it seems like we take pride in these things in a way, or we reject it. And I don't think either reaction really makes a whole lot of sense. Hey, you like the you like Master Puppets? Good for you. It's a great song. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just like it, to me, this is very reminiscent of damn near God, fifteen to twenty years. It's it's, it's interesting to think about that. That when the whole Guitar Hero and Rock Band thing came out, um, that, that great example. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was, I thought that How was cool. How many people got, got into some of the music they like because of the Tony Hawk franchise? Yeah, all that stuff. I think it's great. Or Sup- Grand Theft Sopranos Auto. Putting... got Journey back on the charts. Sure. Yeah. All that. I, that's why, I guess my, my thing is I wouldn't understand anybody that was angry about that. I mean, I, I discovered Zeppelin 20 years after their mm-hmm. prime sure. or whatever like that. I exactly. don't think it's anything different. Just great. F- thank God somebody actually is discovering it. And if, if that means that one day that they go home and they're not listening to whatever is being, uh, well, they're still being spoon fed cause it's on a huge show, but, yeah. but that, that, that it, now they go check out the whole discography. Fuck. Yeah. What's, what's the bitch about? Yeah. And, and you know, it at least has the vibe that it was organic in the sense Intended. of like the uh, sure. the, the show's creators like wanted this song. They wanted the Kate Bush song. You know what I mean? They felt it fit what they were doing. It wasn't one of those like it wasn't like a Marvel movie where well, here's five hundred thousand dollars. Put my artist song in in the movie somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, one of the like uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy to me always seemed really staged with the the mu- again though people got into it. But that guy's but that guy's really good with the music, just like his Peacemaker show though. I sure. think for the yeah. director, he like he's very intentional about what he does uh, with it. Maybe it was more organic then because uh, the Peacemaker. There's no way that some of that stuff wasn't picked, you know, by somebody who was a fan. You know what I mean? It, yeah, well, James Gunn, the director, he's uh, yeah, like, I've I, I seen some interviews. Yeah, it's some saying like that's pretty. Uh, listen, did I ever think I was going to see Faster Pussycat in a in a, in a <laughs> superhero show? No, or uh, what the fuck? What's some deep cuts on that show? On what show? On Peacemaker. I can't remember off the top I, of my head. I, I thought I, I I thought there was a fucking no uh, uh, oh, heavy petting tune at one point. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, you have hardcore I mean, superstar in that fucking show. It, you know, it stuck out when it came along, but you know, I don't. You know, again, I'm not taking notes and keeping it, but I just don't recall. No, I, I have. There, this. I remember there was a, every, a every show. Time. I write down every every song. I write down. <laughs> get ready for my show. Yeah, well, then you should know.
Couple of respected rock journalists, you and I. Um, uh, there's some uh, world news you wanted to touch on. I thought. Yeah, a quick question for you. What is Alex Jones's age? Mm. <laughs> Fifty-eight. Forty-eight years old. <laughs> Alex Jones is forty-eight, and <laughs> Looking great. and he was he he is a few days older than I am. Mm. Okay, like I look. So you, you guys are in the song. same yearbook. <laughs> we were, we were, but just like you and but, me. But I'm just saying, if you look at Alex Jones, that motherfucker, I have always thought he was old. Like he's been, uh, he's been in the in in the public eye for what a decade, fifteen mm-hmm. years is a conspiracy I, theorist. I I, theorist. I, I I don't think I knew who he was ten years ago, but I I wouldn't be the guy to ask. So sure, but. uh yeah, I don't know. I just figured somewhat topical, big pile of shit. You know, uh, the reckoning day uh, 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 of 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 all of this conspiracy bullshit, flat Earth, Sandy Hook denier. Uh, what do you call it? False flag. Sorry, I don't know. The yeah, term. there's yeah, whatever. I it's just a fucking mess. And then you know, and I wonder if any of this shit that that when they start getting called out or the the. When the the people that storm the Capitol get get arrested and charged, and then they, certain realities come to life, if it's actually making an impact, because the great thing about a conspiracy is that any evidence against a conspiracy is part of the conspiracy covering up the conspiracy. It's just it never ends. You know what I mean? Right. The, the, right. the idea, like, it's ridiculous that they even try to use any type of uh, anecdotal evidence because evidence doesn't mean anything to them when it doesn't fit. So it's just uh, so I, my point is Alex Jones went on the stand and admitted that yeah I guess it was real, <laughs> and I don't know if his fucking followers believe he means that or if he's just well he's probably just saying that because he just doesn't want to get in, you know it's like he's he's just saying that to get get less of a penalty or something you know what I mean so yeah uh, but but my whole thing is is either somebody on his staff went rogue or it's the greatest blunder of all time. That fact. It how do you beautiful. accidentally sell? How, how do you accidentally sell? Send the entire contents of your phone. I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> In general, like, yeah, like, you know can what? You imagine uh, a funny story there. Like my my charging port on my phone, which also connects to the computer to basically move files, pictures, and whatnot. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it stopped working. I've been wirelessly charging for about a year now, uh, and. I can't get any. I tried to find a, a, a service to take my pictures off my phone and just send it, email it to me. It takes forever. Right. And it's right. just like, and then just like, so I got a great tip. I'm going to contact his lawyer. Well, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah, man. It would take how me you, 12 days to do it. <laughs> right. Right. You got it. And it, it's, I, I, I can just imagine um, on the other side of the, of the fence and everything, this massive file, like this motherfucker's coming. This thing has been downloading for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's going to be some gold here, man. And here's the whole thing. But my whole, my whole thing is like, let's, let's, let's say that, uh, uh, you have some, some case against you. Do you know what I'm not doing? I'm not texting anything during that trial. Cause it's, I, I guess it's from just like two years ago when okay. they were starting to contradict everything that he's saying. My whole point is this. 
Motherfucker's dumb. He's 48. He looks like he's 68 years old. If you are in any kind of trouble, people, here's a, here's a Cobra hack. Everything you do is being recorded some, mm. some, somewhere. I just think anything. If some point wants to, to see what I'm doing on my phone, they can see it. Don't email. Don't do anything like that. Don't put anything in writing. Period. That's it. So if you're going to be a guy that's deceiving people, no texts. That's it. No emails, just phone calls, conversations in the back back rooms. That's all. What do you think? Is it good tips for evil people? Yeah, that, that those seem like pretty obvious ones, especially if, if you're an evil man. Uh, yeah. And, and you're, you're trying to damage the world. Uh, um, Peter from Pantheon had a great analogy that I think is going to stick with me for a while. He basically said, these guys, and he's talking about conspiracy theorists, guys of the mm-hmm. Alex Nature, Alex, uh, Alex Jones uh, demograph, whatever you want to call these fucks. Um, they think they found they all hide behind free speech, and, he's, and his analogy was they think they found a way to yell fire in a movie theater, and mm-hmm. and and I actually was talking to somebody about something similar to this, and and like he cut me off. Don't tell me you're going to use that tired fire in the movie theater analogy, and and at the time I wasn't, but I, now I'm looking back at that, I'm like. We're at the point where they're actually gaslighting these people to like don't don't even understand that the point of that analogy. That's that's just them attacking you baselessly, you know. And it's just that's what we're up against. Fuck. Kind of, yeah. Kind of a downer. <laughs> but the moral of the story is, if you want to stay young, you know, and look better, you know, all the time and be healthy. Don't be Alex Jones. That motherfucker looks dead. He looks he looks older than like another person that looked really old but was seemed to be a good person but hard living. How old do you think Gandolfini was when he died? Oh god, Sopranos. Yeah, uh, he was. I, I would guess it's about the same age in the mid fifties. He was fifty one, but that guy for that means that when he started Sopranos, he was mm-hmm. forty one. He did not look. He no, always looked I, old. You maybe they're saying? both time travelers. Remember how like there's actually been some research and photographic evidence to show that people kind of aged faster, uh, like mm. when we were growing oh. up. Oh, when they were time traveling. Yeah. So so these guys are actually you know from the seventies. They just time traveled ahead a few decades. Um, so that's what a 48 year old man looked like in 1972, but not oh. 2022. So that's okay. a, that, you know what? There's a fucking conspiracy theory for you. There you go. Latch onto something I, that is harmless. I like that, that he is actually a time traveler. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the, they said that in one day he made $800,000 in ad revenue for, for like gun sales and whatever products he was doing, YouTube views. And he said, oh, you're just cherry picking the days where, you know, yeah. the, some of the top earning days. I'm like, okay, well, my point being is at some point that you can say that guy has no conscience. I think it is like all the lies after a while. They just crush you, man. Oh, yeah. That guy is – It's hard to I, keep I have up. a feeling that he's – he is going to be dead by by like a heart attack in the next two years. I'm just calling it right now. Like like this is all coming down, crushed. He's, he's done. Deadpool, I might put it in by December. All right. Yes? All right. Well, it's your call. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. I'm calling. I'm calling my shot. December. Alex Jones. Not from. Not from any. You know, taking his own thing. Just like he's going to die of natural causes and stress and done. Mm. Yeah. I. Uh, That's all. It, it has really been fun watching him unravel, and I like the idea that they <laughs> they had all of this stuff for 12 days, and over those 12 days, they just allowed him to, you know, innocently perjure himself left and right. <laughs> right. They just fucking. I can Could just see that, that whole thing. Be- that, that to Go me on. is better than the the financial penalty. Is that like you are such a fucking clown? 
You know what I mean? It's just, you know, and to his look, there's that, I've shared it a couple times for comedic value, but there's some like, I don't know, protein powder, some product that he was endorsing for his show, and he mm-hmm. did a before and after picture of himself shirtless, and he doesn't look different in either one. <laughs> I, I do remember you sharing that. That place like, is exactly the same thing. Here's before and here's after. But 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 I, I would like to, you uh, that there to be some like thing of how many times he purges himself in the stand and you use that little ding sound you use on the show. <laughs> ding. Like that's what the lawyers were doing the whole time. They're like, "Holy shit, I'm up to seventy five dings." I can't wait till we lose the fact that we've we've been just reading his phone uh, two weeks. It has been, you know, it, it's it, it, considering the topic and and how fucked up this is. Uh, it has been enjoyable to watch the, the shit show that whole thing has been. That trial, that trial rocks. It qualifies, man. That's your rock and roll. Update for the week. Well, hopefully he'll he'll do some time in prison for for the perjury, and uh, he can listen to Cobras and Fire every week. I, I think podcasts are available to prisoners. Sure, why not? Uh, you know, they yeah. have some internet use. Yeah, right. There we go. Use it on us. Used. Uh, yeah. well, but and you know what? A couple years in prison listening to our show, you'll come out a better man. Yeah. And by the time that that normally it takes to download that porn that you usually are downloading, uh, <laughs> um, your time's going to be up. So might as well just listen to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Masturbate to our voices. Exactly. I already described Baco in a way that's that's uh, very enticing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, next week we uh, paint the picture of LC removing his shirt. Albini, did you hear this? He raked in like two hundred thousand dollars in a poker tournament somewhat recently. 
I can see that that guy would have an awesome poker face, wouldn't you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you don't know what he's thinking when you're, inter- you're interviewing him. So why would you know what cards he has? Yeah, he, uh, he probably made more money in that day than he made on, uh, um, in utero because he took a flat fee. Mm, true. But. And or and or the last his fee for uh, helping out with the last local H album that definitely was more lucrative. <laughs> I think he did that pro bono. Uh, I think so too. Yeah. But good for him. Yeah. Um. I I, did, I really had no idea he was a a, a poker player of of any ilk. But uh, yeah. you, you're, you're spot on. I it's not hard to believe when you think about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, he's the only one. How much did he make stuff. again? What's that? About, oh, it was close how to two hundred thousand dollars. Holy balls! That's man. That's what they see. That's what these producers are doing now. They 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 don't. Can you imagine being like a Bob Rock? What's the fee that Bob Rock's getting now? You know, versus his heyday. I mean, his heyday with just Metallica. That was his employment for mm. goddamn. 15 years, right? Like yeah, 90s. You know I mean, what, uh, he, he ventured out here and there, but he kind of like had the Bob Rock mold done for a bit. Like anybody he worked with was kind of that same sound, mm, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like uh, the, like the a big guitar the, sound, yes, but I wouldn't say like, I'm trying to think who he did besides. So he did let, like let me, Dr. Feel Good. To me, guitar sound doesn't sound like Veruca Salt, and none of those two, neither of those two sound like the Metallica records. But he definitely went this? for a big mix in the guitars. I, th- I think that's what I think um, of when I think of Bob Rock production is the, you know, a, a large sounding guitar. Okay. I, I think that he took what he, what he was trying to to have with Metallica for like the uh, load albums and stuff like that. And then he put it with Subhuman Race like the year before and it didn't work for their sound. Like they, if, in the, the same with Metallica 94. Oh, there's something about that zone he got into where they're like, I want this. And that's what I think sometimes he, he failed with. I know we're, we're bouncing, mm-hmm, but sure. that's my... There was a zone in the mid-90s where he kind of had that... Like, if you're going to get a Bob Rock album and it wasn't Metallica, he kind of had that sound. Yeah, sometimes I, it worked I, for bands. I, mean, I think we look at sound a little differently, I guess. To me, Subhuman sure. Race doesn't... It sounds like a, a record that didn't quite get finished. It almost has mm-hmm. that Carnival Souls vibe to it where it's just not as... doesn't have that sheen. Like, they're, they're like, well, this is enough. We're out of money. Gotcha. So, uh, th- okay. And I'm not saying that's what happened. That's just that's the vibe I get when I listen to it. Um, and maybe it's the songs. I don't know. Maybe I'd, if the songs were better, uh, I'd feel differently about it. But but man, can you be back to this, to uh, him playing Steve playing poker? Yeah. Steve. Uh, I mean, I can just see him being just quick one cutting. Uh, lines near the end when he's getting down to the, like the last you oh. know table when it's just four guys and he's yeah. just like just a just a son of a bitch with a quick like snark and stuff oh, like yeah. that like yeah. I don't see him being like a very gracious player I just think he's just going for the he's like a fucking shark just going mm. for the throat every round can't you I mean absolutely do, yeah feeling yeah. uncomfortable slightly uncomfortable like the creating that vibe because yeah, yeah, everybody play, else is like oh god this guy's creeping me out <laughs> yeah that's what I mean like I can just see him I see him this being a career for him because he is just he controls the conversation mm. and there's conversation in poker that's part of the art yep. you know what I mean so good for Steve yeah um, you know, because we always like to find a way to squeeze in a Kardashian into the talk did you ever see that footage of Kim at some celebrity poker tournament and she's wearing mirrored sunglasses 
Uh, no, you, you, get the, you get the problem there. Is that people? Yes, I, I do get the problem. Uh, yes, that's uh, that uh, sounds about uh, that sounds on brand, as yeah. the kids say. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Tilly is another famous, uh, well, somewhat famous celebrity. Hey now, she uh, yeah, no, no shit, she's an all timer. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, she's really into the the poker tournaments. Um, mm. So that's why she stays on Family Guy, uh, so she can keep having money to gamble. So. Interesting. Wasn't aware of this. Yeah. Any other celebrity poker news for the week? Uh, uh, that might, I might be tapped out. It's Albini, Kardashian, and Tilly. Uh, Man, I got. But I don't think it's as big as it used to be. But I remember, like in the early two thousands, that uh, Texas Hold'em. Mm-hmm. I used to have tons back in the day when I used to actually have parties and socialize and had uh, a crew from the the place I worked at at the time. Saturday nights used to be Texas Hold'em nights for a good stint of time. It was a great social. Get together, 20 buck, um, you know, 20 or, th- you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do that? Poker tournaments? Your house um, no? Well, I've played poker with friends. Uh, nothing that was That's very, I mean. very organized at all. And I don't know that I've ever played um, seven card, but I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't really enjoy casino no. games that much, to be honest with you. And, and okay. a lot of the, um, like blackjack drives me nuts because of all the unwritten rules that you're supposed to adhere to, but nobody wants to tell you what they are. It's just like, why would you hit on that card? It's like, I don't no, know, man. I, I, don't... I fucking want to. Fuck you. Yeah. It's, I, and I get it. I get it. The, the people that are all in the in cahoots, good for you. But uh, have a table for people that don't know and don't care. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a table here for people that don't know and don't care. Who are the idiots that want to play? You guys come over it's... here. Noobs. Newbies. Yeah. Greenhorns. Yeah, that... That's called Vegas, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they have a place for you. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, well, another quick one here. Judas Priest apparently never called uh, Ripper for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, hmm. he's, uh, he's all up in arms about it, apparently. I'll say, all, all they had to do was just get in contact with the Monster Energy Drink <laughs> promotion team. And they have his direct number, yeah. apparently, per his, per his outfits. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's all they do. They uh, they just they don't actually contact Ripper. They just send him some wristbands with monster logos on them or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean come on, Ripper. Like, does any priest fan listen to those records? Name, any, name one. Is uh, can you name one? Yeah, Demolition. I can name both. I think. Yeah, maybe. He I made can't. two. Okay. No. Yeah, he did yeah. two. Uh, and he did a live record. I think one of them was called Demolition. Mm. Um, is anybody pining for the Ripper era? You know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe he just needs to wait a little longer like Bruce Kulick did, where now people actually care about 80s Kiss again. Oh, is that what it is? Something, I Ripper. don't know. I, I, I don't, you're, throwing, I, you're throwing poor poor nice guy uh, Bruce Kulick into the, the Ripper era category? How dare you? How dare you? The, <laughs> I'm saying oh, maybe uh, Ripper has something he to made. He to. was part of Asylum, for God's sake. <laughs> You're making my argument now. I just uh, <laughs> <laughs> the quickest way to to Ripper is usually, I think, Monster Energy Drink. If that doesn't work, then you contact Holodio directly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Holodio uh, calls uh, who else? Somebody from the the Dio Disciples, probably. The, the yeah, chain? or you, you just uh, look up the local chapter of the in Ohio. Um. Whoa! What now? <laughs> uh, is that right? 
<laughs> no, that's a cheap shot. Uh, I, uh, oh, my God. I didn't know we were going that. I thought that, that was reserved just for Phil Ensemble jokes. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Apparently, I'm ready to stretch it out to Ripper. Uh, wow. But, You're uh, really getting loose in, your, your, uh, in the years. Not playing this as tight. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, and, Is that a rumor? I don't, I don't no, know this part about Ripper. No, that's uns- Look, I think he, he leans a little right. I was making, like I said, it was a cheap shot. So, oh, okay. okay. I, I don't I know him to be terribly news. political, period. But when he does chime in, it's it's usually not too. Uh, it's just it's fair to say he's not a liberal. Maybe I'll just cut it out. Well, how about this? How about this? Uh, how about Ripper? Uh, if you thought that Judas Priest was getting kind of the the shaft in this uh, musical oh, yeah. excellence, uh, playing the playing the sandbox award versus the real Hall of Fame. That means that Judas Priest is, you know, not at the adults' table. They're at the kids' table in the back. Where's Ripper? <laughs> if he's invited. You know what I mean? He's outside is trying he to outside? Scalp, buy a ticket and scalping. Or, yeah, he's yeah. he's watching in a remote location via satellite. You know, you you you, uh, you made a prediction that Alex Jones is going to uh, basically blow up and have a heart attack or something. Yeah, uh, here's head. my prediction. I bet yeah. you K.K. Downing mentions Ripper in his thank uh, thank speech. Mm, okay. Cuz uh, okay. all, he... all of uh, Oh, reports... because because he's on that KK album. Is he the singer? Yeah, but I, I think I think he's going to not thank him. I think largely to be a thorn in the side of Judas Priest, Ripper's he's going to be the one guy that brings up Ripper, you know what I mean? Alfred didn't actually contact Ripper directly, but he did hit, send him a, a link to StubHub for the whole thing. <laughs> nice. That was kind of nice. I mean, it's convenient. It's just one you click. Pick your own seat. Pick your own seat. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, at a fair market dynamic price. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, God, what do those tickets go for? I don't. I think they're a thousand or two thousand a seat. Yeah, it's more. Fucking ridiculous. Maybe it's ten. Oh, I'm sorry. It's ten thousand. Ten thousand per ticket is what it is. Yeah, what was uh, what's his name? Our, our boy Steve Miller. He broke it all down too. It's a fucking ripoff for the artist, man. What they 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 he, they they wouldn't they wanted his members of his band to pay for their seats or their Correct. spouses That's what or it something is. like that. Yeah, just. yeah. Because I think I think when Bruce and whoever uh, was invited to the kiss table, that they had to buy their seats. Yeah, or whatever it was. And, and like Ace a, bought like Eddie Trunk to a charity dinner or whatever like that. Yeah. Eddie, whatever. It's fucking. 
All right. Well, one little last one here. Mustaine, uh, you know, the, uh, Megadeth has a new record dropping here pretty quick. Uh, the earlier songs that have been leaked are, you know, they're somewhat promising. Um, again, I got that uh, Rust in Peace vibe, I guess, I think is the general consensus. Uh, but, well, can we talk about the one single? Sure, go Not ahead. Not a fan of the Ice-T one. I'm just saying, the Ice-T one, just riff soup. I like the first one. I like the We'll Be Back. I did not okay. like the second one. Your thoughts? I like them both. Uh, uh, I'm looking really? forward to okay. the record. Yeah, um, and boy, the I sick, the tell dying, you what, and the dead. The the thing that I took away was just how amazing the bass playing is on this. It is just top notch. Probably the best I've oh. ever heard in a Megadeth record. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I the, with without Ellison. I mean, Ellison's bass playing. Just uh, like I said, just put an Ellison wig on whoever's playing there. It's it's no. all good. No, like I've said before, I mean, when when Ellison plays bass, he just he just grips onto me and doesn't let go until I'm finished. You know, <laughs> he does get a nice tight tight grip there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, he gets that... in the pocket. He gets in my pockets. Well, Dave was recently asked about that whole scandal with with uh, Dave Ellison and uh, and how how things went leading up to him uh, deciding to fire him from the band. And, and Mustaine said uh, he went through a touchy period. <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't know if there's a way that this can be discussed without saying something somewhat <laughs> masturbatory. I mean. <laughs> there's somebody at Blabbermouth that's like every, t- every time somebody speaks, she's like, can I put this into a masturbating headline? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's, exactly. that's basically one hundred percent of what I would be yeah. doing. So, yeah, I, I thought it was more of a touch and go period. <laughs> I thought it was that he was going through a real touche period where there's a lot of you know back and forth, and he just kept saying touche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I thought it was a I, lot of uh, boxing the clown. <laughs> oh, so you're going back to buy. You're going back to the uh, oh, box. How would you like that if they actually threw that in there? I, I'm not. I'm just going to go right to the the metaphor, and not try to tie it in anyway. Just like yeah, uh, yeah. It was really jerk off. Yeah, that's right. It's, there's no uh, there's no subtlety yeah. with you, huh? No, not at all. So. Okay. All right. What else you got? Oh, well, you know what? Let's get into this uh, one little other detail then. Uh, T- Ted Nugent uh, is, of course, uh, always, uh, always a, a guy who has something to say. Uh, sure. He, he, Taylor Swift made some news recently because she's, oh, she definitely leans liberal and, you know, probably supports. I don't know that much about her support for the Green New Deal or anything like that, but apparently this is how it ties in. A bunch of celebrities were kind of called on the carpet, uh, rightfully so, by the way, for basically being supportive of all these efforts to help the environment unless it affects them. She has sure. a, a private jet that has done like 170 flights and her carbon footprint isn't great. Ted Nugent blasts Taylor Swift. And then had the balls to claim that he also uh, has a private jet. I call him bullshit on that. Uh, Taylor Swift has a certain level of income that it's believable. Ted Nugent seems like he probably makes about the same as maybe Corey Taylor would. And Corey Taylor has said literally, like, if there was one thing, if he had money to blow, that would be the one thing he would get just because it's such a pain in the ass to smoke a cigarette when your plane's delayed. (laughs) Did he actually say that? Yeah. 
Okay. He's like, it, it's just, it's so, you know, you got to go back through security and it's just, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, 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 a, and a fun note, Ted Nugent recently played the Freeborn County, Freeborn, Minnesota, Freeborn County Fair. So not a state fair. Not a big deal. This is okay. a Ted Nugent play, and this is like south of where this is down in my old neck of the the state, but even further south, and it's it's almost in Iowa. That's how bad this place is. But yeah, <laughs> almost so, in Iowa. Yeah. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, you don't Man. want you get too close to Iowa, you start seeing people without all their teeth. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so this is almost is this is it worse or better than being almost in Wisconsin? Oh, it's uh, it's it's close to a push, but I'd say a little better, a little better. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Scani's its own own invite. Uh, I, I recently heard an uh, analogy I like, and that is Wisconsin is the Florida of the Midwest. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I served my decade of service down there. So the, I would say, <laughs> now would you say that you actually rank uh, can rank fairs? Like they're all the big. The joke at all times would be like, oh, now this band is not doing that well so now they're doing state fairs right but then what is the, That's the kinda hierarchy shifted, it seems of like, fairs uh, well state okay. fairs are okay now i uh, the, the i know the minnesota state fair and the texas state fairs seem to be on a level that most state fairs are not but i i haven't traveled to I, I, I've, I think I've only the only other state fair I've been to is the Arizona one, and that's not that impressive. Uh, yeah. But uh, county fairs now there are uh, there are definitely different varieties in this state. I don't know what it was like in Indiana, but some of them are pretty big and well run. Some of them are free. Some of them aren't. Some of them mm-hmm. are you you don't want to get on the rides. Well, actually, I'm at the point where I don't want to get on any rides. But I remember even as a kid being a little concerned, like at looking at the person running the ride and also putting together. <laughs> This guy's in charge of putting this ride together every week. It's yeah. amazing these things don't fall apart all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything that, that spins around 50 times in a minute and, is, and it wasn't there last week is kind of, a, <laughs> is kind of my, my measurement. How many times does this thing rotate and how long has it right. been in this, in this grass field? <laughs> yeah. It's best to go to a destination park, I think, if you want to do a lot of rides. I think so. Yeah. yeah like ones a, that's fully there. We have Valley yeah. Fair here, but uh, Six Flags is popular on the country, right? Uh, you got the How Disney, about this? Disney World, How about this? Disneylands. You've seen those things where, where a band would be playing and there's a strong wind and the uh, the stage falls apart. That's a fucking <laughs> stage that was put up there. Not something that rotates. Okay. So that's that's my my measure of uh, mm. of possible risk being near any structure. Any structure that has not wasn't there last week, stay a little bit away from it. That's it. I'm with you. Yeah. But yeah, but but how do you rank your fares? I mean, do you have a scorecard? I mean, like if you're looking at if you're looking at Ted Nugent and you're like, that's the is is is, is Ted Nugent part of the scorecard? <laughs> is Ted Nugent playing there? What's the level of fare? I, I go the opposite direction of that. I'm familiar with this county fair uh, and what a kind of shithole it is. Um, that Ted Nugent playing there tells me a little more about where Ted Nugent is. Then okay. necessarily, I don't think he enhanced this fair. The fair, it, the stink of the fair rubs off on Ted. But what's on your scorecard? If you're, if you're like, let's say that you're a man, you're a man of the people. Can you rank the 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 fairs? What's what's the level of what makes a good fair and a bad fair? Like <laughs> India State Fair, for example. When I would go there, I still remember seeing Cypress Hill with Rage Against the Machine opening in a fucking barn in like 1994, and that was the environment of what a fair was. Was okay. the up and coming acts or an old act playing that 
it, and yeah, State Fair was the State Fair, but it still had a shitty setup. Yeah. Of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bad sounding music, typically. It, it would be like concerts, you know, the, back in, in that era, the bands playing at the State Fair were like your fog hats. Things, you know, and, and then everybody always complained about the sound. And it's just, uh, I don't know. Um, I would have done a better job probably rating this stuff from the ages of like 10 to 12 than I can now. Um, I'm not really a fair guy in general. Uh, I do love the State Fair. I, I've talked about it here. I'll tell you what. Here's here's probably the, the litmus test I'll use. A call back to one of our older episodes is the selection of IPAs in the Miracle of Birth Barn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, that's where you're going with this. Okay. How about this? How about this? I think that for the last 30 years, though, every thing that is a fair fog hat still a constant 30 years ago to now <laughs> grand funk railroad needs to be yeah, put in there, there we grand go. funk g- little gfr that's a state fair band i'm trying to think of another one the, credence this is a di- Creed, okay like like the offshoot of credence right yeah a skinnerd a skinnerd yep. whatever skinnerd version is that would be on the upper echelon that's that's a fair band uh, what's another one? I think that I think we got our our ones our staples. Like if you're putting it together a fair, these are the bands. That's definitely going to well, be. Well, I in think the it, that, that has shifted. If we're talking state fairs, because state fairs now it's. Mm. I mean, we, we have Allison Shane's this year, Weezer sure. last year. You know, it's just, oh, I know what you're saying there. Yeah. Okay, how about county county fair? These are the levels. Well, again, is, county is, fa- Nugent. The fact that Nugent is playing a county fair tells me that that level of band is shifting to the county fair because got it. Growing up, the county fair would be like the high school kids' battle of the bands or. Some fucking group of old timers playing fifties and sixties songs, not the actual artists. Just like right, I think there was a band called the the White Sidewalls that played around the the the, the five state area here. That all they did was play like the 50, hits of the fifties and sixties. You know what I think? I think that a big litmus test will be seeing the tour dates for the new version of Skid Row. Mm. Skid Row playing county fairs. What They're do you think? That's, at, uh, that's up from the parking lots that we're usually see, seeing them in. Yeah, so. you know what? I like the parking lots, though. I am. I'm a. I'll, yeah. I'll take a twenty dollar parking bar parking lot uh, Skid Row concert over a county fair one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're. So those are the parking lot too. So is a county fair above or below a, 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 a county fair? <laughs> For for the concert only, um, yeah, uh, yeah. it's above. It's above. I said yes, it gets cold in Minnesota. But I'm telling y'all, it's the best damn place to be. As long as you don't mind a little fishing. To play hockey, all right. The mighty Mississippi from my task.
Kid Rock just played a state fair in North Dakota. Did you hear about mm. this? People Please. lost their shit because it got canceled. Um, okay. It got canceled because of wind. Um, and <laughs> and, and the, some of the comments were like, they didn't even stop running the fair rides. You know what I mean? And now, and I'm not a big defender of Kid, but my understanding in these situations, it's not really up to the artist to cancel these shows. A lot of times it's basically the promoter, anybody that's paying for the insurance on this shit, they're probably the ones that are pulling the plug. You know what I mean? And they they realize the the personal costs that they're they're giving up because Kid probably got his guarantee, so that's gone. Um, mm-hmm. Now you have to refund everybody's tickets, uh, so you're probably taking a loss. So I don't think uh, well, I wasn't there, so I don't know how bad the weather is. But the the reaction, I mean, people somebody stormed the stage. They were just hurling shit up on on the stage. Uh, my joke was, it took me 38 minutes to properly back my pickup into my parking spot, and you can't play? Fuck you. You lost a fan for life. That's a, yeah, but you, you understand that that was the quickest uh, uh, dispersed parking lot ever, though, was the fact that everybody was all backed up and ready to go. Yeah, right? yeah, everybody everybody got, out nice, yeah. Everybody yeah. got out nice, yeah. Everybody got out nice because they're all backed up. Oh, God. But, you know, that'd be, uh, again, that would be an actual uh, significant reason to do that. Uh, but nobody mm-hmm. ever says that. I'm telling you, it's the sta- those those fears about the stage collapsing. Oh yeah, that, so that's what, that's what kind of triggered me when you brought that up. You know, you talk about the, the but, and that's what they're looking at. There's and it wasn't uh, more than a few years ago. There was some concert like the I think it was Dixie Chicks. Dixie or, Chicks, it was a country so one. A, it might have been. But, I don't but the whole who fucking stage collapsed. Right. Uh, and yeah. the, the, nobody was on it. I don't think, but people were in the audience. You know, and it's just like, Correct. well, they're going to be a little more. You know, you know. I don't know, cognitive of the, the 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 possible setbacks they could have if they don't call the show. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody's mad at Kid. Uh, he went on in, in uh, you know social media and uh, apologized, but hey, can't do nothing about Mother Nature, something like that. So, yeah, I, I heard it was um, you know when they say it's the thirty percent chance of wind, it actually means it's a hundred percent chance of wind, <laughs> uh, but thirty percent chance in your area. Uh, uh, thanks for paying attention, yeah, to the weather portion mm-hmm. of uh, Suns Out Mike's Out. Sure. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a little rain yesterday in, in, uh, in the, the Suns Out Mike's Out we just recorded. So. How about that? Yeah. Oh. First time. Did you have to rename the show? Uh, no, we, uh, uh, we we're going we're gonna to stick with it. We also still got some, plenty of sun. So. Oh, good. Excellent.
Yeah, we had a lot of good response last episode of us going in detail with the whole Jeff Tate uh, Montana Mm -hmm. travel trip, you know, Um, our view on it and uh, the costs and everything like that. Now, as I understand, you have a... Possibly a, a business venture for us. Oh yeah, the we're basically you shifting, to, you know, because we're always looking for other ways to, you know, basically monetize what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, we'll start our own Cobras and Fire travel agency where all we offer are week long trips with Jeff Tate. Specifically, yes, right. That's yeah. our that's our thing. Yeah, I think I think, I think that's the right niche because uh, I think first off you you start it's it's a funnel, right? So you've got the audience of Cobras and Fire, and then we have the co- then we also have fans of Queen Strike, or specifically Jeff Sa- uh, Tate Solo, mm-hmm. maybe too. Yeah, and you keep funneling that down to also people that want to go on a trip with them, yeah. and I think we have an audience of possibly up to two people that Aaron, we can sell Aaron to. And Chris. Yes, Aaron and Chris, correct. So we'll be basically we'll be presenting. Uh, we'll be doing a pitch. Uh, I've got a whole pitch deck uh, uh, ready to go for a Zoom call coming up here, and we'll be pitching specifically to them. Okay. Yep. So hopefully a success. What do you think? Well, you might be a little. I'm I'm still waiting to hear back from the Jeff Tate camp. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. So, yes, so that's a, that's you an might important be step. Ahead of, putting the the horse ahead of the cart, which mm, is where yes, you I want think- it. Actually, that is right. I think it's the cart before the horse. <laughs> hey, the horse is in front of the cart. We're good to go. Oh right. my god! Uh, but yes, uh, but yes, I, I understand that we're gonna we're gonna finish uh, with one of your favorite artists, somebody that you've um, yeah. you. I, I think you've done like a training tape of how to write a Beyonce song, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, I have. Now we're gonna put it all together. So if you're working along with me at home, one, two. If he wants your vagina, he's got to don you. If he wants your vagina, he's got to don you. If he wants your vagina, he's got to don you. But he ain't gonna get it, no. But he ain't gonna get it, no. But he ain't gonna get it, no. And you've just written yourself a Beyonce song. Now you may have noticed... That doesn't sound like much of a song. You're correct. Don't worry, now that you got the song writing out of the way, you've got to get yourself, I don't know, about $700,000 and pay for a studio, producers and engineers. They'll take care of all that stuff like instruments and pitch correction on your voice and all that musical stuff. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed learning how to write a Beyonce song. I will see you next time when I teach you how to act like Justin Timberlake. This segment is going to be called Beyonce is the Worst. So, yes, uh, Beyonce, uh, you know, famous hard rocking Beyonce. Some of our, our uh, but but uh, you have special, special love-hate relationship with, with Beyonce's it, it, it's career. It's hate-hate, yes. Oh, uh, sorry, yes. Hate-hate, yeah. I have that right. That, uh, that's the, the again, horse cart, I get confused. Kind of like when we talk about some of the media reaction to people finding out about music on Stranger Things. It's mm-hmm. largely the reaction to Beyonce than it is the fact that she exists and does whatever she does, right? Uh, but it, but it is crap. Uh, but, but that's my problem. Every time she does something, it's like, oh my god, Beyonce dropped a new record. Who does that? Jesus, I, there's nothing she can't do. She released an album. Man, wow. God. Anyway, so she has a new album out called Renaissance, um, uh, and. Uh, you know, I use uh, the joke is that Beyonce rhymes one word with itself over and over again. And the first song I heard, it was exactly just more of that nonsense. You won't break my soul. 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 I'm telling everybody. 
good news is, though, for the Beehive, that's what her fans call themselves. Sure. Uh, this is a, a trilogy, the first of a trilogy. And she can oh, see good. this uh, during uh, COVID-19. And uh, I'm guessing she maybe it came to her while she was getting her new tits put in during that time, too, or something like that. Hey, come on. <laughs> How dare you? Have you seen the album cover? <laughs> no. Okay. I, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely checking it out now. That you've, yeah. you've sold it to me. But also, yeah. uh, oh, before you get into this, too, real quick um, about fairs, Renaissance fairs, how do they fit on the, the hierarchy since we're talking about Renaissance? <laughs> you know, if I'm going with uh, Gene Vogel and his wife, it's all right. Uh, okay. Uh, How's the music selection there, though? Oh, it's dreadful. I cannot. Okay. Fucking, all right. Uh, the entertainment across the board is not geared towards me. Let's put, put it that way. Too much pan flute? Yes. Uh, well, uh, let's shift this into a way that actually ties it into the rock world a little bit. Diane Warren, a songwriter of, of note, she's worked with KS Aerosmith, that kind of stuff. Now, she tends to write the more fluffy, soft pieces. I think she wrote that, uh, don't want to close my eyes uh, for Aerosmith. Can you can you recall the Kiss song that she did off the top of your head? I, I just don't have it in front of me. I it's, she, it's the one that was on Detroit Rock City, and it was a, it was basically the same song, but yeah, like, okay, terrible. It's that ballad with that Peter sings. Um, no, no, it's the one that it's the one that Paul sings on Detroit Rock, the Detroit Rock City soundtrack. It's hmm. the one that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, it's it would be the end. I think it was ranked last in your your ranking of Kiss songs, possibly. Uh, or near yeah, the it was definitely down there. Um, you know that might have gotten missed because it would, it wasn't on any of the studio albums. Uh, Ooh, I, I, looks like somebody has some editing to do on the Decibel Geek website. Then, <laughs> all right. So um, Diane Warren came out with a tweet, and she didn't actually mention Beyonce, but everybody knew who the fuck she was talking about, apparently. Hmm. Uh, and her tweet was, "How can there be twenty four writers on a song?" And to that, I say, Diane, get in line. Okay, <laughs> go back to two thousand. It's not two thousand eighteen. Your name's not Baco. We got into this with uh, uh, my my favorite band, Panic at the Disco. Yes, uh, and the, this uh recent like kind of glut of songwriters and producers on everything um but it turns out that she is directly referencing a song called Alien Superstar off the the new Beyonce record. Oh, okay. Uh it does have 24 songwriters and seven fucking producers. <laughs> I it, I'm talking about the song, not the album even, all right? Uh, right, just the song. And again, for comparison, uh, for the entire album, Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette, which went on to sell whatever, 10, 15 million records, right? Right. Uh, two songwriters, one producer. That sounds about right. For the entire record. Now, right. um, some people clap back saying because of sampling, that's why all this stuff is. Quit being such a racist old white bitch. Uh, let's run down the, before I get into my next part, I'm just going to run down the songwriters listed here. Okay. These are the 24 songwriters credited for alien superstar, which clocks in at three minutes and 35 seconds. I'm not sure how many songwriters that is per second. Beyonce, Redmond, Penny, Solomon, a lot of single knit word people here. Well, one name okay. people, Denisa right, right. Andrews, Brittany Coney, Sean Carter, who some people may know as Jay-Z. Gotcha. Uh, David Brown uh, or Mr. Beyonce. Uh, Dave Hamelman. <laughs> Timothy McKenzie. Uh, Daniela Balbuena. Apologize if I'm mispronouncing some of these. Rami Yacoub. Uh, Levin Colley. Atia Boggs. LeVar Coppin. Sally O. D. Dianje. I'm just going to. That one I guarantee I've fucked up. Dean. Robert Manzoli. Richard Fairbrass, Christopher Fairbrass, John Holiday, 
Barbara Ann Tier, Kim Cooper, and Peter Rauhofer. Okay, Peter Rauhofer. Now, before you go into your investigative journalism, can I just do do a, a number yes. for you? Yeah, what do you got? I'm going to say that of these people, three have something to do with if, if there's samples involved. Okay, you're not too far off, but uh, you're, you're stepping on my lead here. I, I put a lot of work into this, man. You know, I, I'm I, sorry. I'll, I'll, almost, redo that, redo 20 that minutes, almost 20 minutes of my life. Okay, okay. so don't, don't steal okay, my okay. thunder. Sorry. So I, I went to a website called uh, whosampledit.com, found this song on there, and it got the list of the four songs that are sampled for this song. Wow. Uh, one we're okay. familiar with is uh, the Right Said Fred song, I'm Too Sexy, is sampled okay. on here. Um, <laughs> and that explains uh, Rob Manzoli and Richard Fairbrass being credited. So that's where gotcha. they're, they're uh, A song called, uh, an artist called Unique in the song, I believe, is Danube Dancer. That is the Kim Cooper credit on this. So now we have three songwriters out of the 24 are, are uh, attributed to samples. Then um, uh, Barbara Ann Tier, someone I'm not, again, some of these artists are a little out of my genre, so I'm not sure who she is, but she has a song called Black Theater, which is sampled on here, and it's also Barbara Ann Tier. So that's one more. So we have four of the 24 taken off, and the last song is, I couldn't find this, uh, they had a, I, I guess I just didn't write it down. It's a song by an artist named John Holiday, and so John Holiday's songwriting credit is for whatever song she sampled for him. That leaves 19 songwriters for the rest of it. Now, the best part of this, so when I got to that uh, um, that unique song, Danube Dancer, that yeah. song sampled one other song. So now I have another <laughs> layout. I had to find out who sampled that and see, and I, I didn't write it down because it was not credited as any of the 24 songwriters. Okay. okay. All right. So that means the remaining 19 songwriters are for the rest of the song from the, the, uh, the deep dive that I took on this. So I, I'm curious on how some of that stuff works. You know, like how much of a sample do you have to use when you have before you have to credit somebody? There is a, some uh, controversy surrounding some of her sampling on this record. A singer named uh, Kellis, who had a 2003 single. Oh, I, I guess I know this one. Milkshake. That's the all my milkshake brings yep, the boys yep. to the yard. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, that's on one of the. Re- it's on a track on the record uh, Renaissance called Energy. She criticized Beyonce for not notifying her in advance, calling its use theft and saying she felt disrespect and ignorance were both uh, displayed by Beyonce. Um, But other people are super happy. Another little bit of criticism, and this is one that's a little surprising to me. It took me a while to actually find the word that that, uh, she was going to change. A story broke of uh, a Lizzo song recently where she used the same word and took it out because it was insulting to people with uh, mental disabilities. I automatically okay. went to the R word. You know, I know, I know the Black Eyed Peas used it in a in a that "Let's Get yeah. This Started" song is actually "Let's yeah. Get Retarded." Yep. Um, and anyway, but Lizzo used the song, uh, used the, the word that Beyonce is getting shit for using, and now Beyonce is changing it too. And so I thought, I'm not a big Lizzo fan, so I never heard anything about that. And the word is spaz. Um, I, oh my god! I, I think we we. We might be going a little bit far if, if, if we can't. I mean, come on. I, I, I guess I didn't look up how it's German, but I, I don't think it's directed at people who are dealing with, uh, you know, a Down syndrome or something like that. It's, Good Lord. Okay. Well, that's a whole different conversation of words that we should just be okay with. Yeah. Um, but so it's weird. I, I wrap all this up by defending Beyonce. But yes. So, you know what? All you people, 
counter me, come at me, beehive. You know I've been fucking poking you for a while. I'm waiting for you to attack. Uh, but yeah, Beyonce is not that talented. If she did, if she was, she wouldn't need 19 fucking people to write whatever you call that she releases as music. And again, go on YouTube, search how to write a Beyonce song, Baco, and watch and tell me how that I'm far off if you've heard any of her fucking songs. I basically break it down in four minutes. And, and I'm guessing most of these people are the ones that sit in the studio and make it sound like a song because. No, I thought that you were going to tell me that the, of these 19 people that you found, I'm guessing that a lot of these are gatekeepers in the industry, like either DJs or connections to, I, to, to that's Spotify. My theory. And, no, I, I would think um, production credit would be where a lot of that stuff would, but who knows? It's a way to get money or, you know. No, it's, it's, it's that there, there's somebody there. Uh, again, you, you didn't do the, the, maybe I'll do the more of a deep dive. Mm. Uh, I won't, but the, <laughs> well, but, that was my theory like, with panic but, at, but, at the but, disco. Cause like, why are we talking about this band that had a one hit 15 years ago? All of a sudden we're all acting like we know who they are again. Uh, and they've, they've just they've been this constant thing and, and they really weren't. And a lot of that to me just reeks of payola. And then when you look at like, well, I got 19 songwriters on it's Saturday night, you know, it's just, I don't know. No, this that is it one guy. There's somebody listed there that's like an exec or a higher up at iHeartRadio. Yeah, what do you, you know what I mean? What do you like think some, somebody's did. there? Uh, <laughs> babysat one day. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like took the, care the, of baby's stupid name. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, that that the way I understand is that it's always your basically it's payola in in reverse like if if this song does well then you get paid later for it versus i'm going to pay you yeah. this money up front to get it played which that's, is weird I you understand. know i mean we're talking about someone who can lip sync the national anthem uh and at uh the presidential inauguration and be smug about it and and get no blowback so mm-hmm. i i wouldn't think i think she has the clout is all i'm getting at it's like you know wouldn't right you, you, i think she could do okay just releasing her own shit so what? So anything more from from Diane Warren? Because I'm always yeah. For she Diane she Warren pulled update. back and said she wasn't trying to throw shade. You know, we love to talk about throwing shade around here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, and she just tweeted that it's probably the samples that add up. So I did some math. I don't think five songwriters no, out of no. twenty four really explains it. So no, and even if uh, like one of the heavy, heaviest sampled albums of all time um, is is famous uh, famous specifically for that is. Uh, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique, where they took like literally hundreds of samples for that for that album. But even the heaviest sampled song, I think, has maybe seven or eight, you know, okay. songwriters on. OK, on it, yeah, is my point. And that's a, a very layered album of samples, like every single thing, like drums is for one thing, the guitar is from this, but blah, 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 blah. So no way. No way. One of the people going back at Diane Warren talked about uh, for black culture, a lot of times sampling started because they couldn't, they didn't have access, they couldn't afford instruments, things of that nature. Are you going to tell me Beyonce can't afford instruments? She she can't, you know, she can afford to fucking give all the songwriting credit away. Uh, I, I, to me, this becomes almost problematic on on that end. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Okay, I mean, because if you're sampling part of a song, what if the part you sample had the song has three songwriters, but the part you sampled on was written by one of them? How do you fucking track that down? And is it really worth your time? Come up with a different way, man. You just just write something. You're supposed to be a musician. Fucking do something. Yeah. 
Hire a musician. Fuck. How many songwriters does Adele have? She's she sucks. <laughs> That's how this is going. You're just you're just attacking all these 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 female creators. Oh god, yeah, you got a very point there. I got to target it at somebody, somebody male. You know, all right, fair enough. How many songwriters does Harry Styles have? He sucks. Mm. I still don't know who he is. Is he a catfisher? Yes, he's into catfishing. Okay. <laughs> Next time <laughs> we're in Tennessee, we, you and I should go noodling. <laughs> I gotta. I have to look up Harry Styles and catfishing. After I really need to finally do my research for and, this show. And noodling. And noodling. Okay. All right. I think that's something Dave Ellison does. <laughs> Different kind of noodling, but yes. Yeah. So. Mm. All right, man. Well. I think we ended strong with a Beyonce burn. Yeah, Beyonce sucks. She is just the worst. Okay. Can't sing, right. can't dance, can't write music. How about, uh... Can't act. All right, man. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, buddy. This has been fun, as always. All right. Brock's not dead. It just needs 24 songwriters. A great shot of the three of us shirtless in a hot tub yesterday. <laughs> oh God, that's awesome! Who's hot tub? Andy's. He's got Andy's got his hot tub, and it's not big. Like there was, oh boy, he had to take water oh out boy. Too, so he could get in. Like Gene and I got in, and then <laughs> I'm single ladies. I'm single ladies. I'm single ladies. I'm single ladies. Now put your hands up. Up in the club, we just broke up. Do my own little thing. You decided to dip, but now you want to trip. Cause another brother will notice me. I'm up on him, he up on me. Don't pay him any attention. Cause my eyes, three good years, you can't be mad at me. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.